So, Mason, what are we doing here? Jeff, we're here to photocombobulate. We're here to... Hang on, what? Well, you know what discombobulate is, right? Uh, yes, it's one of the great words in the English language. Well, if you assume that something's discombobulated, you'd have to also assume that at one point it was combobulated. And so, you know, it's combobulated. We just put photo on the front. Oh, okay. But, um... Let me get this straight. If something is discombobulated, it means it's it's chaotic. Things are flying out everywhere. There's just no rhyme or reason to it. It's just a big yeah, mess. Yeah, it's very complicated. Very complicated. Okay. And then if something is combobulated, uh, which I don't think is a real word, strangely enough. Yeah, it's not a word. Okay. It is now. We're making it. It is now. Word. And yeah. so that's, that's going to be putting things back together, having something in a organized fashion i hope and so now that we're photo combobulating i'm getting it i'm getting it yeah you're getting it we're putting it together we're actually going to try to collect all of the things that make the photographic process satisfying and make it easy to understand this is photo combobulate a conversation about the photographic process with your hosts jeff carlson and mason marsh I love the idea of talking about photography, but talking about all the other things related to photography, because too often we're talking about the picture. You're going to get the end result. You're going to uh, figure out what camera do you need? And let's talk about lenses and f-stops and apertures. And But that tends to be kind of a small little sliver of what photography is. In my experience with photography and, you know, looking at YouTube videos and listening to podcasts, it seems like it's usually limited in that way. You have this like small slice of what photography is, but there's so much more. You and I have experienced much more in terms of photography. Yeah, it's for me, photography isn't really about the photographs. It's about the process, the lifestyle. Now, now, see, that's almost heretical. Hang on a second. You're, you're telling me that photography is not about the photograph. Well, you know, the photograph is part of it, Jeff. But think of the photograph as the planet. And all of the stuff that makes the photograph is the stuff that's spinning around it in orbit. I think that you have to take everything together as a whole and in experience it and enjoy it. And to really be satisfied as a photographer... You have to enjoy the process as much as you enjoy the product. And this is something that I have learned going out and shooting with you and coming to that realization of, you know, yes, you're focused on one thing. You're focused on uh, composition and you're focused on, you know, I mean, not one thing. In fact, there's a whole group of things that we focus on that we try to get right to make a good picture. And yet, I've also discovered that if I am out shooting a, a sunrise, but I am freezing, <laughs> you know, or I, I, I didn't sleep very well, or I, I didn't plan at all, and I'm just kind of going by the seat of my pants, all of that starts getting into what that photo becomes because maybe maybe I have the most amazing sky in front of me 
But if I'm cold and I'm miserable and my gear's not working and my tripod got stuck and like all these things, suddenly I don't really care so much about whether I got that good shot. Well, and I would bet that you're not satisfied. I'm not satisfied. That's it. The satisfaction <laughs> of photography. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think that, you know, I view photography as this, uh, it's a rope of many strands and all of these strands have to come together just right to make the photo amazing. And for me, that pulling together of all those strands is incredibly satisfying and incredibly meaningful. Um, knowing what the weather's going to be like and knowing my gear really well and knowing how to process my photos, all of that stuff has to come together. And, um, the more stuff I do in the front side of that process, the more satisfying it is at the end. Right. And it's, it's like music, right? You've got to practice. You've got to know your, your stuff and you have to be able to make it happen when the time is right. And I think that that process of combobulation mm -hmm. is, uh, is incredibly satisfying. I love having it all together. I, you know, it makes you feel like you might actually be good at something. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also the other thing that, that you uh, didn't actually say in terms of the actual word, but it has come through really clearly, is this idea of experience, photography as an experience. Because all the things you just said actually have very little to do with the end photo if you just take them piecemeal. But... You said, you know, making sure your gear works properly, making sure that you know what the weather's going to do. Like the experience of making a photo starts hours or days or weeks before you actually get to the event. And then maybe it could be hours or days or weeks after as you do photo processing or you look through and see what you like. And I think that's really what we're going for here. We want to talk about the experience of photography and yeah, we'll touch on lenses and all of that kind of stuff, but there's so much more to it. Yeah. Photography as a, uh, as a product of all of the things that you know and all of the, the skills that you've accumulated is uh, incredibly complicated. It's, you know, you do have to know about gear. And so we'll talk about gear. You do yeah. have to know about techniques. So we'll talk about techniques, but you also have to know about choosing the right shoes so that you can be focused on your photography. You have to know where to be when the sun comes up or when the sun's going down. And it involves all of these things. And I like to think of it sometimes, Jeff, as spinning plates, right? You got to keep those. You've seen those spinning plates, right? Yeah. 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 So you got to wake plates. up every morning. Exactly. You got to keep the plates spinning for it to work right. And the fact that photography is very complicated and it is a merging of the human and the technology um, makes it that much more enjoyable when you when you pull it off. It's it's really, really fun. And so I really hope that this photography podcast isn't just about photographs, but about the actual process, the lifestyle of making photographs. Yes. Yes. This almost sounds like uh, that old idea that if you do a lot of preparation, you make your own luck, right? Absolutely. Yeah. There's no such thing as luck. Jeff. There's no it's such thing product, as luck. It's a product of, of hard work and mitigation, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, until you get out there and you're like, I put in a whole lot of work and I got skunked by the clouds. And that happens too. However, 
and we know this by experience, there can be times when you get skunked by the clouds and you end up with an image that's just not really what you wanted, or maybe you don't get anything at all. Maybe it's just, it, it might all be garbage. And yet, if you had a good time while you were out there, if you enjoyed the experience leading up to it, and maybe you didn't get that perfect shot, well, you were still out there. You were still shooting. You were still practicing your craft. And you also know that, well, maybe next time, if I notice the clouds are doing this, maybe it means I should just go get dinner instead or breakfast instead. Or, you know, like even if you didn't walk away with an amazing shot, that, that award-winning shot that you have in your mind, you still had a really good experience that's going to make your next experience better. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I would never want to do this, but the idea is that <laughs> you could go out without a card in your camera and have a great time and come home and be like, I'm not that sad that I didn't actually keep the photos that I made. Um, I've actually done that, that. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I have accidentally done that before and I had a fantastic time until I realized that I didn't have a card. And then I questioned why I even bothered. But then I realized, no, I had a great afternoon. I just didn't have any photos to show for it. Yeah, exactly. And so this podcast is going to be about this process that is so meaningful and so rewarding and so satisfying. I keep using that word. Um, but to me, Jeff, I think that what makes this podcast really exciting for me is that I get to do this podcast with you, one of no, my no. best friends. No, 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 no. I get to do this podcast with you. That's how this works. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, as long as we have that straight. Um, and so I think for people to really appreciate um, what we're going to be telling them over many, many episodes, I hope, uh, is if they got to know us a little bit. And so I, I really don't enjoy talking about myself, but I find you really fascinating. So I would love it if you would let me introduce you and then maybe you could introduce me. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like fun. That sound like a good time. Okay. So uh, what people need to know is we've known each other for a very long time. Yes. Uh, over 30 years now, it's just, which is mind boggling to me. But we haven't always been close. Um, and so I had to do a little bit of research to figure out some, what was going on during the gap, right? When we weren't necessarily uh, near each other. And so I did a little research and I, I got to say, Jeff, you are an amazing... Um, <laughs> <laughs> very well-rounded individual. You've got oh. experiences that are just astounding. So thank you. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me break it down for people. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, we met in college long mm -hmm. time ago and we worked together on the college newspaper. Uh, but after college, that's when things get really interesting for you because you went on to become a professional hockey player, which I had no idea. Um, so you actually uh, played hockey for a long time. In fact, you were in a movie uh, called Slapshots. I think I've seen this movie. You were one of the Hanson brothers. Um, I have no idea. Uh, actually, no, that, that's not me. That, that's a different Jeff oh. Carlson. Oh. Wait, did you just Google my name and, and um, get some? I mean, granted, I get it. There was this gap between college and, and yeah. you know, re recently where, I mean, we were kind of in contact, but not, not a whole lot. So, um, I think you just, you just grabbed the wrong one. That's fine. That's I just fine. grabbed the wrong. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You know, one of the other things I learned about you, so let's forget the hockey thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think different Jeff Carlson. Yeah. Different Jeff Carlson. But okay. the fact that you have 
formed an amazing rock band called the Jeff Carlson Band. Um, is amazing because I have no music ability, but I'm in awe of your chops when it comes to guitar and singing. Um, um your newest album, Yesterday's Gone, is <laughs> epic. Um, I hate to tell you this, but I, I also have no musical talent, and that is a different Jeff Carlson. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's still pretty good music. Wow, um, you, you really put in a lot of research into this, didn't you? Well, you know, I did, but there was so much out there. There's so much uh-huh. out there about you. Um, yeah. Okay, let's let's back it up a little bit because I don't want you to doubt that I know you, right? So um, sure. I know, I know, for instance, that in, in addition to all the hockey and the rock music, <laughs> okay, you're you're an amazing author. Okay, and, um, thank and so you. Are we getting getting warmer? That sounds sounds like you hit the right one there. All right. Okay. So what's great mm-hmm. is that you're a best selling author of the David Wolf series of books, and these books are amazing. <laughs> Wait, the what? Romance, David Wolf. Your whole series, he's, he's your star of all your books, right? Um, so they're intrigue and espionage no, and adventure. No, 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 no. I, I, I am an author. I've written many, many books, uh, but that's not – actually, wait a minute. Um, if I recall correctly, I think this came up in a search for me. Uh, that's a guy named Jeff Carson. It's not even Carson. Carlson. Oh, I missed the L there. Oh. The L is so skinny. Just, uh-huh. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even catch that. So um, that was Jeff Carson. I'm I, I'm beginning to have doubts about this endeavor. Um. <laughs> well, I, you know, <clears throat> Jeff, in all honesty, I have been following your <clears throat> your writing career for a long time. And I actually have several of your books. Okay, and good. None of them feature romance or uh, adventure in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, no, in fact, they're all not in that way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're all amazingly instructive books. And you've written over 80 books. This is I have. true. This, this is part true. is true. This part this is part true. This part is true. You've written over 80 books. And some of your earliest work was um, technology that we no longer use, right? Like Palm Pilots and Palm things pilots. like that. You wrote guidebooks for these things. And as technology has evolved, you've kept pace and you release books all the time. You're like the Danielle Steele of <laughs> technology books. You were writing books constantly about uh, technology and you have most recently really focused on photography. Mm-hmm. Pardon the pun. Yes, this is and this is I true. really enjoy your books. You've written some great books on Luminar, which is some software that we both use and enjoy. Um, you've written some great books on Adobe products. And uh, also on Apple stuff. I really uh, loved your book on iPad back when the iPad was a new thing. Oh, thank you. So one one of the things I've learned from you, though, is you can take something that's incredibly technical and incredibly complicated and a lot of times cutting edge. And you can relate it to people like me who don't necessarily understand that stuff without a lot of work. And so you're like a guide, you're like a guide through these complicated things and you lead people step by step. And so your books are really guides to this stuff. And I find that one of the things I appreciate about you is you can make things that are really complicated and daunting seem friendly and easy. So I appreciate that about you. And that's what you really do, Jeff. But you also, you live in Seattle. There's some other things about you that I really like. Okay. You live in Seattle, which is my hometown. I was born there. I don't know if you knew that. Yes. Yeah. Um, Not far from where you live. Actually, my dad grew up in your neighborhood. And I love coffee. And you love coffee. Of course. Of course. We actually have a lot of passion for coffee. We're both married to redheads. 
Yes. That's a great thing to have in common. It's a wonderful right? thing, yeah. And we both have kids. So we have a lot of things in common yeah. aside from our photography, right? Yeah. So I feel like I know you pretty well, even though I kind of botched the beginning. <laughs> did, did I do okay? Yeah, you did okay. Uh, Google sometimes is not your friend, ladies and gentlemen. Just remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, well, he, here's the thing about our relationship. And so now th this is my opportunity to talk about you a little bit. So, yes, we did work on the college newspaper together. I was the editor. You were the photo editor. And uh, strangely enough, I think we were perfectly friendly in college, but we didn't really hang out. Uh, and then just over time, you know, we, we graduated, we went our separate ways and kept in touch. And this is where I think... One of the most fascinating things I can tell people about Mason Marsh is that you've done more unexpected, story-filled things than anybody that I know. So, for example, you uh, stayed in photojournalism, which uh, I'm uh, immensely uh, in awe of. Um, you uh, you were a, a stringer, right, for for local newspapers, uh, the, the the spokesman review, but you also covered some big things. You were there at the Ruby Ridge standoff. Uh, I want to say early or mid nineteen nineties. Yeah, um, it was the summer of nineteen ninety two. Yeah, yeah, where um, the, there were a bunch of people that were holed up in a compound, and for days and days and days. And I loved some of your stories about that even though they involved you sleeping in your car, waiting around, uh, ordering like this massive lens because you thought that you could get uh, a good angle. And what the, the, like the Associated Press sent you this massive 600 millimeter lens or something because mm -hmm. you were like the guy on the scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was the Associated Press uh, photographer for that, that particular story. And it, it was a 600 millimeter lens. I'd never got a good shot with it, but I lugged it around the woods a lot trying to get a photo of the camp. We were restricted, of course, from being near the the scene. And so right. we were all desperate to get photos. And so I <laughs> did my best, but I right, digress. Right. But, you know, I, I mean, at, at the same time, I was like working in an office doing page maker stuff. So, you know, like it, it, <laughs> it just sounds exciting. But then, then it gets more interesting. Uh, you worked at a number of newspapers. You went to Alaska. You were uh, the, the photographer, like the photographer for a daily uh, paper up in Alaska, where because it was a small paper in Alaska, you ended up writing a whole bunch and editing a whole bunch. I mean, you just sort of wore all the hats and worked all of the hours. And then you you take this turn where you decided to become uh, a, a boat captain. Uh, sorry, a ship captain. Ooh, I'm going to catch some hell for, for for saying the wrong word there. A, a a ship captain. You were the captain of the Lady Washington after um, several years of serving on this this two masted tall ship. I think I've got the terminology Correct. right there. You got it right. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Uh, and then from there, you go into education and you are teaching kids about sailing on the big ship and then working in air and space museums. And like there's this there's this pattern emerging of you educating and helping 
and guiding people. Oh, hey, guiding. Mm, there's, there's a word that that's come again. up. Uh, let's see. What else did you do after that? Uh, oh, you you were involved with Elder Hostel, which is now called Road Scholar, and you were doing uh, photo workshops. And if I remember correctly, during a big chunk of that, you had pretty much put down all your camera gear because you, you you were burnt to a crisp. Is that right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. When I was working in newspapers, I, I burnt out pretty, pretty thoroughly. And uh, when I went on to the tall ship, I kept my cameras. I did take photos, but it wasn't something I sought out and I really got focused on, on education and teaching and really enjoyed that. And you're right. I went on to Elder Hostel and started developing programs for them and eventually started leading programs. And that's when I kind of fell back in love with photography. Yeah, yeah. And and that's when you basically took up digital photography. That would be the the analog digital uh conversion there. And then this is this is where we uh reconvene, where we we merge again because you decided to do a workshop on your own um separate from from Elder Hostel. And I remember getting uh I think it was just an email from you that you would send out to a bunch of people saying, hey, I'm I'm doing this. It was going to be the, uh, I want to say, the Oregon Wonders workshop that was in Portland and Central Oregon and all the beauty that that offers. And I remember getting this email and turning to my wife and saying, wow, look at what Mason is doing. Isn't that cool? And she said, yeah, you should do that. I was like, that would be great, wouldn't it? She's like, no, really, you should do that. And so I, I signed up for your first workshop. I was just, uh, you know, a, a regular attendee. And you picked me up at the train station in Portland. And I think we realized it had been uh, almost exactly, give or take a few months, uh, 21 years since we had actually seen each other in person. And I know this is going to sound kind of sappy, but it felt like barely any time had gone by. It was like we were still hanging out in the newsroom in college doing really bad Sean Connery impersonations. <laughs> Eating bad pizza. Eating bad pizza while waiting for, you know, a page maker to spit out some layouts or something like that. Yeah, it was really um, it was really something to see you again. I we obviously stayed in contact through things like Facebook and and so forth. Yeah. We hadn't really talked and it was really amazing and I, there's very few people that I've ever experienced this with where you see somebody after so long after two decades and you're and you just pick right up yes like like you're just your friendship has endured yeah and um I realized pretty quickly Jeff I don't know if you realize this but you know we had this van load of of people mm -hmm. on this workshop and I you know, all of these folks had traveled with me before and this was my first workshop on my own. And I was really excited that my old college friend was coming on this trip. And it took me about two hours to, to start to feel like it was a little bit strange that you weren't helping me lead the trip. <laughs> I felt sort of guilty that you'd given me money to, to ride along. And I realized really quickly that the next time I do this, Jeff's got to be alongside me as a, as a cohort in that front seat. 
I think also part of this too was that uh, because of my career, uh, you know, writing about technology and and photography. But by this point, I, I had written a, a bit about photography, so that's why I was I was more in the photography vein than I than I used to be. But um, it very quickly became clear that the other people on the workshop, as we're driving, you know, to the different destinations, they could ask me any technology question. And so, you know, I got questions about cameras and iPhones and Macs. And I, I, I think at some point I saw you up in the driver's seat with a little grin on your face like, hey, they can ask Jeff all these questions. He'll answer all these and they don't have to ask me. <laughs> I don't have to talk all the time. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it, it's worked out really well. So we've done, what did we say, four five workshops together mm -hmm. now correct yeah, yeah. um we, with another we've one coming up over. in september we, we've been all mm -hmm. over uh we almost went to italy but then some um i don't know <sighs> global pandemics decided that that wouldn't be a good trip um, yeah i'm why'd you have to bring that up i know i know, I know. <laughs> but i actually like to bring that up because we have what's a good way of saying this like, I like your vision of what workshops should be. And I think, you know, coming back into what we're trying to do with this podcast, um, I'm just going to flatter you as much as I can right now. Like, you are, oh, so, you are so good at, at planning and working out logistics and reading the weather and, um, you know, all of these things – and this isn't necessarily going to be a podcast about workshops, but it's really going to be informed by our experience there because mm -hmm. it involves so much of this stuff. It involves what clothing to bring, what gear to bring, um, what time of year, what time of day, what do the clouds look like? What are those kind of clouds? How do you, uh, you know, how do you research ahead? All of these different things that... I swear it, you know, 80% of the people just don't really think about because they're like, hey, I've got a camera. I've got a good camera. It's got a whole lot of megapixels and I've got a lens that costs a lot of money. And uh, I'm just going to go and show up somewhere and see what I get. And they might get something great or they might not. And you're you're so good at this. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, uh, shamelessly just – tapping your brain and getting all the information that we can <laughs> we can get out of it <laughs> well you know i think that this it, this podcast at its very best is going to be like riding along with us on a workshop yeah you know it's a combination of chit chat and knowledge and experience um but it's all blended together in this idea that uh we're all still learning and we're all not where we want to be necessarily as a photographer um, and I think that, ex that experience of discovery and the experience of adventure that you get on a workshop is one of the greatest aspects of photography yeah. is getting out there and seeing the world. And, you know, I just, I, I love the combination of knowledge that we bring to things. You do have this technical expertise. I love that. I can be like, man, that Lightroom question that that's Jeff's. <laughs> <laughs> I use Lightroom, but you, you really understand it at a molecular level. Yeah. Um, and people point at uh, a cliff and say, what kind of rock is that? And I probably have that answer. So, you know, we, we come at it from two totally different directions. But like we mentioned at the beginning, the photography is a big world. 
And it has all of these components and to do it right and to do it well so that you are satisfied and you're making meaningful photographs. It takes the coordination of a lot of different components. And I think both of us have this expertise and this, um, this joy of discovery in figuring this stuff out. So I'm really excited to explore this world with you, Jeff. It's, it's super fun and we're going to have a lot of fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you could probably say that photography is kind of uh, discombobulated. So what would be the reaction to that? (laughs) Man, photography is so discombobulated. It is so discombobulated. (laughs) It can be so overwhelming. And, you know, the thing that we both enjoy in our careers is helping people figure stuff out. Yeah. And I have students that I really find a lot of joy in helping them understand uh, how their cameras work. That process of learning, it keeps you alive. It keeps you happy. And I've been doing a lot of research lately, Jeff, about what photography does to the human brain and how this Mm. photographic process, the creative process is really good for us. And I've gotten really excited about getting out and taking more photos and and spending time with other photographers uh, and sharing this information. And uh, I think this podcast has come at just the perfect time because we're sort of, I think we're both pretty excited to to get out of our houses a little bit <laughs> yes, and if it's definitely. just virtually <laughs> and to share the stuff that we know we're not getting any younger. Yeah. Just to sort of wrap things up here. I think that whole idea of experience and the whole idea of satisfaction. And I will point out that a lot of the people who go on our workshops are people who've been on every single one. So this isn't just, you know, Hey, uh, Mason Marsh takes really pretty pictures and maybe he'd be good as a workshop guide because he takes good pictures. Um, that there's such a wide gamut of workshop experience. I know, you know, just talking to other people who've gone on workshops where they've, they've found a photographer who, you know, makes amazing images and you get out in the field and, you know, they don't really learn anything. The photographer is like, well, yeah, here's here's the spot where I took this picture and I'll see you later. I mean, yeah. we've, we, you know, <laughs> during our workshops, we've run into these photographers. There was one guy and I'm, I'm, I'm going to try not to just go down every single story road, but that's, oh, sure. That's go what we it. can do, do as we go on with successive episodes. Um, there was a guy who he was leading a group and they, uh, I, I ran into him. I had to get somebody back at the van and he was sitting having lunch and his, his photographers were out shooting, but he wasn't guiding them. He wasn't talking to them. He wasn't doing anything. He, he kind of delivered them there and then went and sat down and, <laughs> you know, like, okay, you want to encourage people to be independent and whatever, but I don't think the people paid to have, them just be pointed at a location, right? And and we ran into this group several times over the course of the week, and every time they looked more surly and more angry and more depressed. And like like that right there stands out to me as the pinnacle of the opposite of what we're doing here, because they may have had some really great photos, but. I guarantee you they did not enjoy it. They did not walk away from that <laughs> thinking, oh, my gosh, the Palouse area of eastern Washington is amazing. No, they 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 were miserable. And I even remember he said, he was like, okay, my group, we're headed out. 
and and this was basically like the minute the sun set behind the ridge, like 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 it was down and they were out of there. And you and I, and I think like maybe four or five of our group were standing near each other, looking at each other like, well, this is when the light gets really interesting. That's just getting good now. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's my long-winded way of saying that that I think this podcast is really going to bring a lot to the experience of photography. And I think that that's just something that not many people cover, that we want to, you know, we want to expose people more because this is a fun, enriching, rewarding endeavor. And if you get a good photo, great. You can be something proud of it and you can print it. You can do all sorts of things with it. If you don't get a good photo, maybe you had the best day of your life anyway, and that's okay. That is awesome. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think on, about our workshops and, and the people that come with us, and they they are our friends. They're people that we've uh, got to know really well, and some of them are much better photographers than we are. Yeah. Um, and the thing I really appreciate about spending time together as creative people is that energy. When we're all standing there capturing the same sunset, everybody's going to see it differently. Uh, when we're all sitting around having coffee together and telling stories, everybody's got different stories. And I just, I just love that experience. And this podcast is going to be an expansion of that. And I just, I'm I'm so excited and I'm again, really thrilled to have you along for the ride. Um, I am really thrilled to have you along for the ride, sir. Oh, yes, (laughs) yes. <laughs> Who's going to drive the van? <laughs> you're going to drive the van. I mean, you're going to drive the van. Come on. You're going to do the lecture about <laughs> Lightroom while we're driving on the windy road. So we, exactly. That, right? Making everybody a little bit car sick. Yep. That's, yeah, that's exactly. my role. If you look at the screen. While... <laughs> so folks, we really appreciate you joining us and hopefully you gotten to know us a little bit and um, we'll have lots more stories. We're going to have a lot more information. Uh, please subscribe. And whatever podcast app you use. Mm-hmm. And check out our website at photocombobulate.com. And you'll find out more about Jeff and I, find out everything about all of our episodes, and we'll have show notes on everything. So that's the place to collect all that information. Sounds like a good place to start. Let's photocombobulate this. Exactly. It's about time to combobulate. Mm-hmm.